Welcome back to well, Not this is the first. Back. <laughs> you want to keep that in? Yep, we're keeping that. Okay. Well, <laughs> hey, welcome to the very first episode zero zero one of the Drawings from the Man Cave podcast. I am your host Trey Walcott, and I'm with my friend Tyler over here, Tyler Byram. Hello, my co-host. I don't like and that. That that's a lot of responsibility. Being co-host, you know, you know. It definitely uh would you rather just be you would you did you rather start and be the host or is that more responsibility no that scares me even more <laughs> you got a little uh existentially yeah you know? I, I don't i don't like being the the front man i like being the guy in the chair you know oh yeah yeah well you're you're uh you're my guy in the chair oh that's um, the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're if you're wondering what your luxurious audio experience that you're experiencing right now is, this is the so Drawings to the Man Cave podcast. <laughs> yeah, we. So, this is. We're not sure what this is either. Not yet. If at least. I wish I could tell you I had a solid answer for what you were listening to, but it is simply two guys being dudes. Yeah, that's really it. Two guys being dudes. We uh. The, would you like to tell them how this wonderful idea came about, my good co-host Tyler? Yeah, um, so we were just hanging out one day at a local park, um, and we were talking, and I guess you just kind of turned to me at one point and said we should have a podcast because we're good at talking to each other. Um, yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> it... Every, at least for the beginning of COVID nineteen, uh, we had probably hung out at multiple times a week every week for a solid three months. Like at least four times a week. <laughs> yeah, because I had recently purchased a uh, a one wheel, not sponsored, um, and uh, yeah. I was really enjoying it. And the only person I knew who was who had a anything even remote to that would be Tyler he's a he's a long border so and we go very far back so we just you know started hanging out um and uh you know we started you know kind of I I don't want to say restarting our friendship is kind of a it's kind of a weird way to say it but it's like we never stopped being friends but we definitely hadn't had stuff to connect over for a long time and, yeah, so yeah, riding definitely sort of rekindled our relationship with each other. Yeah, I I definitely have to say that I um see, the thing is well like like Tyler just said we we never stopped hanging out really um or we never stopped being friends but at, through our high school career mind you we're about um just coming on two years out of high school we um uh, we we went our we didn't go our separate ways on purpose. We were just um, we both just separated took, by the system. Almost. Yeah, pretty much. Actually, that's exactly what it was. You know, I'm you know delinquent kid number three hundred fifty four out of the school system. I was in all of the you know college prep classes. I was studying music, um, and you know you're more into the computery stuff that i have no grasp on whatsoever yeah um yeah, yeah. so uh 
Tyler, you were you were more of a of of sort of a band kid, and I was in uh, the the Information Technology Academy. So we we very much took two completely separate um, lines of of, of schooling. Um, mm-hmm. But that's not to say that we didn't always find a way to somehow see each other during the day, even if it was just the passing in the hallway. Mm-hmm. It, it, there was there was something there. We uh, I think one or two years we had lunch together. Yeah, we and then we had lunch together. You know, just a little stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and then and then senior year we. Um, that's when we started hanging out a little bit more and then come this year um don't mind that that was my dog um uh, after after senior year it started to pick up actually the when it really started to pick up was uh instead of going to prom we were like hey you want to go camping and uh and that was the first time we had really hung out in in a very long time actually uh, it was it, it was wonderful. We took I think believe it was two two nights three nights. Uh, three nights four days. Yeah, so it was three nights at this local campground, and it was just pissing rain. It was it, <laughs> it was, was t- so wet. <laughs> it was it was me Tyler, uh, our good friend Domingo, and our good friend Zach. Um, we had we had gone out a little band of misfits, um, and uh, yeah, it was it, it was definitely fun. I definitely preferred it to going to prom although i you know i don't obviously know what it was like to go to prom but i did go to the junior prom and that was pretty awful so yeah from, I, um, from what i hear senior prom was worse so we made the right call <laughs> yeah i i think we did i mean it was definitely a little scuffed we it was a little scuffed camping trip but uh, yeah i mean it, my, it was fun. my tent had a massive puddle right at the front that <laughs> like i we're both pretty tall dudes um yeah and air mattresses are not made for tall dudes so my feet this entire camping trip like every time i slept were just dipping into this puddle of water because my tent's just so old and decrepit and yeah yeah it it was a great time but not at the same time (laughs) quite quite wet yes Um, there's nothing quite like having stayed up till like it was like we probably stayed up till like at least one which when you're camping one is pretty late you're doing stuff all day mm-hmm. we we stayed up till like one and then in the morning we had rehearsals for graduation <laughs> and uh our buddy john our close friend john which i'm sure will be on here eventually came and picked us up and also had driven us there and uh it really just reeked like campfire smoke and sweat we hadn't showered in like two days it was it was quite yeah, wonderful it, it was a mess <laughs> I uh yeah and that ended up becoming a tradition. We went again this year. Um it also rained this year as a matter of fact. I didn't um, get an invite to this year actually, but you know, that's cool. Oh, really? You weren't there? No, I th- I think I was actually in Maine or something and I couldn't go. Um but you guys were we- you were talking about it in the group chat and I just didn't reply cuz I knew I wouldn't be able to go. Well, tradition that was upkept is every, <laughs> every summer we uh, have been going to our buddy Zach's house in um, in Maine. That's that's a blast. We get all the boys up there. The first trip was only a couple of us, but this trip I think we had like there was nine people yeah, at one point. Yeah, yeah, nine. It was. <laughs> we, we 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 have we have a close friend group. It's uh it's called we call ourselves Eight Force. We have a, a YouTube channel where this is this is completely codependent or not not depend dependent on the Eight Force. Yeah, brand. this, this, is, this is our thing. own thing that we're just kind of 
doing. I'm actually not on the Ape Force channel at all at this point. Not yet. He will be come December 2021. Oh, well, 2020. Uh, January 2021. He'll, yes. be, he'll be on that That's channel. That's the one. Um... Yeah, so we, we all went up there, you know, a little Eight Force vacation. Uh, quite a blast. Um, and a big accomplishment for, for at least us two. Uh, we have officially, actually, you next week will have paid off. Or this week? Are you paying it off this week? I should be able to this week. I might be so, like $10 short, which I really hope <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. Um, but so this week we will have officially paid off our first like us paying for Disney vacation, yes. which uh, has been a dream of ours as like a unit for the, for the longest time. It, yeah, it's just, I don't uh, I don't know that you said this earlier when we were talking about how we met, but we go way back to sixth grade. Oh um, yeah, yeah. So like ever since then you know sitting in english class trying to find anything to pay attention to except for our work we would talk about <laughs> like going to disney and stuff like that and now as adults we finally have the opportunity to yeah it all just lined up um obviously we are trying to stay safe out here with the whole covid 19 um uh disney specifically and the airlines are doing a really good job at making sure everyone stays safe it keeps their mask on and everything but it all lined up so perfectly air airline prices were down disney prices were the same it uh it just it lined up pretty perfectly we got a package it is um it's us two and then it's our good friend john that we talked about earlier and our buddy zach um and then for a few days actually the other tyler um tyler d is coming down for a guest appearance for um like two no three three days four nights he'll be in the parks for two days it's, yeah it's, it's it's a pretty big deal to us only because um it's, it was just kind of like a stupid dream we had you know that it didn't seem achievable if anyone here listening has ever been or like ever even considered it yeah it's not an easy thing to just say oh yeah let's all get together and go to disney no there's a lot more planning that has to go into it than just that and and funny enough very little planning land to ours (laughs) one night night, i looked over at tyler and i was like yo we need to get there and flash forward two weeks this was um in august flash forward two weeks and when you look at that we have a reservation down yeah um staying at the pop century we're gonna be there from december 30th to the to uh uh january 5th we're leaving come find us like you diehard fans out there you know been here since the beginning i see you (laughs) 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 um but yeah, it's uh, it's it's really exciting. It's uh, it's it's very much a dream come true. To uh, it's it's one of those niches that there's definitely a lot of people who would feel the same way about a trip like this. Um, Absolutely, people who yeah. are in as love with Disney as we are. But like, there's also people who don't really understand it, which is completely understandable if you haven't experienced like like those like memories you can make there and stuff, and like the experiences and the magic. You know, it's it's easily um, it's it's easily a little it's 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 very easy to take it like weird you know what i'm saying yeah like like, why you're getting so excited over a theme park you know what i mean yeah it's definitely an odd experience but i feel like so much of it is like just that that is just a theme park but when you get there and like you see 
all, like all the work they've put into um, the decorations and stuff like that, and like the rides, how I guess how the om- attention to detail, yeah, all the attention to detail and just the atmosphere that everything creates is it's so just otherworldly, I guess. Yeah, the Disney. Um uh it goes above and beyond in the trying to take you to a different world mm-hmm. little things like um one of the contributions you can still see in the parks today that um that was actually uh um from Walt Disney himself is that you'll notice that you're never more than i think it's 12 feet from a trash can but also all the trash mm-hmm. cans are shaded a very specific um more so in Disneyland i know if there's some trash cans down in Hollywood Studios that are colored different mm-hmm. but um they're specifically colored to blend in with the environment and be literally the t- like the type of color shade that you aren't going to find a trash can unless you're looking for a trash can yeah so if you're like looking in a direction that it's like i, I don't uh, don't quote me here i don't know the exact science but it's it's, it's made so when you're looking in a direction the last thing you're going to notice is the trash can you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's just a uh, little stuff like that it's it's really cool to uh to see and now with the additions of like Pandora, uh, Toy Story Land, Galaxy's Edge, they're really just like upping their game with the immersion, and it's it's really yeah, cool to see. I can't wait for Tyler hasn't seen Toy Story Land or um, Galaxy's Edge, so I'm yeah. really excited to be a little tour guide down there. I'm excited to see it. I I'm definitely gonna cry. <laughs> That's all there <laughs> is to it. I'm not afraid to admit that. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait. Um, one of my favorite rides in Disney was the Great Movie Ride, and they just replaced that with um, uh, Minnie and Mickey's Runaway Railway, which I'm really excited to see if it lives up at least to my expectations. With uh, The Great Movie Ride wasn't a through ride or anything, but it was, again, one of those rides that was really great at immersing you mm-hmm. into what you're looking at. It was the world of movies. It would go through like all these classic movies, you know, Wizard of Oz, Alien, mm-hmm all this stuff and it was it, it was just it was really cool i really enjoyed it um mm-hmm. but i i really do think that uh the uh, runaway railway will um will hold up to my expectations they're using the new projector technology where like the scenes can change depending on like what seat you're in and all this stuff it's mm-hmm. it's very cool it's cool stuff yeah can't wait can't wait either it's gonna, it's yeah. gonna be a blast i um yeah it's, it's definitely a long time coming that's for it, sure. it definitely is. <laughs> yeah, we're, as of recording this, we are 50 days out from leaving for our trip. Yeah. Uh, fingers crossed there's no big spikes or anything of of uh, COVID, and we'll be all set to go. And uh, don't worry, for those who are listening, uh, all of us do plan on getting tests, tested when we get back, of course. It's the responsible thing to do. Um, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about the trip. It's definitely going to be next level um yeah definitely it's it's our uh, arriving as adults <laughs> yeah like <laughs> def- it's definitely definitely up there on the list of like like for reference i was telling um like my, my grandmother the other day about it um a couple weeks ago and i was like bubby like i'm almost done paid off on my first uh trip that i'm paying off all by my own and she's like what drugs are you selling? And I'm like, ah, you know, I asked myself the same question, but I can confirm I am not selling drugs. It's just, uh, um, just Halloween you know, costumes. Hard work. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Coke. Well, Coca-Cola, you know. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Tyler D. He works at Coke. 
Good yes, company. He, he's our Coke plug. Definitely. Coke energy. <laughs> go, go get a can. We're not sponsored, but some not good Not sponsored, shit. but yeah, you know, you walk into a store, you buy anything, good chance Coca-Cola owns the company that you just bought from, so. <laughs> yeah. I guess, in a way, we're all sponsored by Coke, aren't we? I mean, I think powered by Coke would be a better... Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I, I'm guilty of it right now. I'm on the, the Power Powerade water binge. I've been drinking that I, stuff. Oh, it's so good. Even the water I'm drinking right now is in one of those Coca-Cola cups that are at, like, Pizza Hut. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got one of those. It's just filled with water. Still did Coke you know, Cola. fun fact, we're coming up... I mean, you have to know this, but we're coming up on December. And did you know the only reason that Santa Claus is depicted as red now is because yes. Coca-Cola brand him as red i did know that originally he was green i guess yeah which... green that's why and he, some... he wasn't fat he was like actually pretty skinny and yeah now he's just you know now he's some fat chubby and... yeah he's quite literally just america as a figure <laughs> maybe like... uh maybe sometime sometime soon we'll get saint nick himself on the podcast nice uh oh. Nice That'd be awesome. Guy. Good guy. Good guy, Santa Claus. He's hooked me up with many things over the years. You know, my parents never did Santa Claus with me. Really? Yeah, me or my brother. Not, they, even uh, like a, not even like an alternate version of it. I know some families don't do Santa specifically. No, they didn't do anything. Um, they were just like... Because, you know, my parents are both very Christian. Yeah. Um, and... They both wanted, like, the main emphasis of Christmas to, to be on Christ. Jesus, yeah. yeah. Um, so they would always be like, oh, you know, just, there are going to be kids who are talking about Santa, and, you know, they think he's this guy that sneaks into their house and gives them presents, and he's actually just a fairy tale, really. But don't tell them, because they don't know that. Um yeah, admittedly, very awkward position to be in as a child. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I definitely ruined that for some people. I know I did. I've just blocked it out because I felt like such a douche afterwards. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, don't, I definitely think I'm going to do Sam with my kids, only because I remember, you know, ages from, like, like probably, like, four to, like, to like 11 probably that was probably about mm-hmm. the age where i believed in santa i um or maybe maybe yeah about that i would uh the, the, just the magic um it i don't know it's hard to explain it's very similar to you know sort of disney type of magic where it's like well what, what boggles my mind is somehow the tooth fairy was acceptable to my parents but santa wasn't <laughs> You know? did, did, did you get the Easter bunny? No, right? Because I was a Christian holiday. No, no. Easter was always... I got marshmallow peeps, and those are gross, but, you know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You think marshmallow peeps are gross? I know they're gross. I've had them. Uh, I think <laughs> the chocolate ones are gross, but I think the rest of them are pretty uh, good. I think they're all gross. Hey, I, to each also, their own. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of marshmallow in general. Oh, true like, that. I like my fluffernutters. <laughs> I like... You know, a solid two or three s'mores a year. Other than that, I'm all set on the marshmallows. So. Well, that's how I am with chocolate. But besides, besides Kit Kats and like chocolate syrup, in my coffee, I really do not like chocolate. Like. You put um, chocolate syrup in your coffee? Yeah, like a mocha latte. Huh. 
Have you, have you uh, never had a mocha latte? Well, first off, I drink my coffee black. I knew so. that. <laughs> also, I don't drink coffee. I drink tea. So, you know, I guess... Honestly, I've the fanciest drink I've ever had is probably some BS from Starbucks. And Starbucks <laughs> makes me sick. So, like, I don't know. I probably wouldn't have even noticed if I had had anything like that. Starbucks, we will not accept a sponsorship from you, but uh, but Dunkin' Donuts, please hit us Dunkin up. Dunkin' Donuts, hit us up. <laughs> who needs eight who needs the Charlie drink? <laughs> who who needs who needs the Charlie drink? You need the eight force drink. You need the eight force, and you know it. It's just it's just black coffee. That's all it is. It's black coffee, but at the bottom there's a bunch of like jelly munchkins, <laughs> and you know you stick, that would be you, sick. You stick your straw in. And, like, you can get a sip of... You might get a sip of coffee, but there's a pretty good chance of getting a sip of a jelly munchkin. Have I ever told you you're the smartest person I know? Yeah, it's basically boba, dude. <laughs> it's American boba. <laughs> Eight force one boba. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I think they're pretty common everywhere, but for people who don't live in New England, Dunkin' Donuts is, like, a staple here. Like, people will wear Dunkin' Donuts merch and stuff, like... It's a pretty big deal. Uh, we're from it's, New England, so. Like, um, people will get a job at Dunkin' Donuts so they can have a Dunkin' Donuts visor and then quit. Like, <laughs> it's, it's that level of, like, drip here, you know? Speaking of, uh, of, of, of Dunkin' Donuts, I saw this video on, uh, on TikTok the other day. Um, I don't frequent TikTok a lot, but occasionally I'll pop on just for a second. It was of this mm-hmm. girl who was working at Duncan's, and everyone had left besides her, which is super illegal. But ev- literally everyone left b- b- besides her and left, like, th- she barely knew how to close. Like, mm-hmm. and it was, like, the middle of the day. Mind you, it wasn't, like, at night. It was the middle of the day. It was, mm-hmm. just, it was just crazy. Um and like she also said in the video that like they hadn't been paying her and stuff. I mean, I, I'm I'm not that I'm not shitting right. on I'm not shitting <laughs> on Duncan as a brand. I think it's a very specific location type of situation. Well, I will say my brother worked there for like a hot minute, like two weeks or something. Um, yeah. And when they hired him on, he was like, "Yeah, I'm looking for like 30 hours a week. You know, I'm looking for some serious working." Um, and like he went through the training everything um and then when it came time for him to actually work they gave him like one shift a week um, really yeah so that's a lot annoying yeah he ended up getting a job at the hardware store literally like 10 feet away from that Dunkin' donuts <laughs> yeah so i mean good for him i applied at that hardware store and they didn't take me <laughs> a couple years before so i guess uh backstabbed he, nah he's just got the look you know i um uh, a similar thing happened to uh uh jacob uh, uh, another one of our friends um he um applied to mcdonald's because he that was like one of the closest like chain things he had to his house and he he applied to mcdonald's went there filled out all the paperwork and they said he was hired and then just never called him he called and they were like we'll call you and then that went on for like three weeks he just never got in huh that's tough (laughs) it's very strange yeah that's how those fast food restaurants are though it's like so corporate at this point oh yeah that like if they're 
if they see like oh the numbers are struggling at you know the locations around this point we just need to make them all hire new people um so like you know that that Dunkin' Donuts may not have even needed to hire people it may have been the Dunkin' Donuts on you know the other side of town or the other Dunkin' Donuts in town because we have three of them in the city I live in yeah, yeah. New England's like that with Dunkin' Donuts. They're literally on every street corner. I, I, I live in the city over from Tyler, and if you were to count all the ones in mine and all the ones in his, mind you, we, they aren't big. Like, we say city, but they're, like, borderline city. Um, uh, yeah, they're definitely suburbs, but also, I would say Haverhill's on the line of city just because of, the, like, population. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but if you were to combine all of them, like, just between our two cities, there's probably at least 12. Yeah, they're just everywhere, man. Yeah. And that's, man, I'm, like... I'm not complaining. Oh, no. I mean... There's America definitely worse things Duncan. to have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, drawings for the Man Cave runs on Duncan, not sponsored, but please sponsor us. Please. Um... <laughs> um yeah. Um, the Wingen culture, you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah. We're Going to the Sox to... game, kid? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, you know, there's there's one thing I always think about, and it's like, you know, living in New England, right? We have a very specific sort of culture around here, you know, oh, seafood, yeah. ball games, screaming at each other, you know, uh, heroin <laughs> addicts. That's yeah, those stuff. last two really hit it on the head. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I always wonder, like, um, you know, we get tastes here and there of, um, of like other culture, but there's, you always wonder what it's like to live, like to grow up specifically, like in a different sort of culture. Cause yeah. you know, we're used to like new England, but imagine growing up in like, like Florida or Texas or like Ohio, well, you know what I mean? I've kind of had the weird experience in my life, um, where I have like 30 something cousins yeah. on one side of my family. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had never met any of them until I was like 17 or so. I don't know if that's exactly how old I was, but you know, I was older. Yeah, I was older. Um, it's not like I grew up with them or anything and they're, they all live in North Carolina, which is not New England. Um, it's a 14 hour drive from where I live Yeah, and it's, you can definitely like notice that there's something different about me and my brother when we're sitting at the dinner table yeah like they're all very sort of calm i guess <laughs> like yeah. not i mean they're also in houses that they've been in a million times and we're new to the group um yeah but they're they're definitely like for one a lot nicer to each other um <laughs> Yeah, and also like they just seem a lot more well put together. Whereas in New England, we're very much like just roll out of bed, get the day done. If anyone gives you shit, fuck them. Yeah, fuck you them. You know, yeah. yeah. You're doing your own thing; they're doing theirs. You know. Exactly. No one needs to be involved in anyone else's business. Well, when it comes to New England, I mean, I don't know how deeper this is at all but like i feel like especially around where we, we live there's a lot of 
um, small business owners, people who are just in trades. Like, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, we're close enough to the city where there's people who, a lot of people with desk jobs, but right. for the most part, it's people getting their hands dirty, people going down to the harbor, fishing, people doing electrical, plumbing, construction. Um, yeah. The... Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a grittier lifestyle, but it's not, it's not like dystopian future, you know what I mean? It's like, it's the normal for us when there's yeah. probably, you know, kids who live in like New York City or something that's uh um you well, know, their, yeah their lifestyle is different m- most of the people who we meet on a daily basis work blue collar jobs you know they're yeah. painters they're construction workers i'm i worked construction for a while you know um and it's definitely like a lot of people especially growing up just do jobs like that because the way we raise kids here is work hard while you're young because you can work hard and then by the time you're 30 you know you have a million problems with your body and you can't work hard anymore because you just busted your ass your entire childhood um it's time to find something new yeah exactly um I I know at least personally my dad's an electrician here he's uh like a couple towns down he uh, works in a lot um he, he, how he says it, it's like, you know, eventually he'll be able to retire, but he's never going to stop working. What, actually, what he wants to do when um, when he finally retires is he wants to go actually down to Disney. He wants to be a greeter. Um, like, like, they have uh, the wicked sweet old people who, when you first get into the park, literally their only job is to help it's, you with questions and just wave to you as you Yeah, just in. smile and wave. That's yep. it. <laughs> And, and that, that's what he wants. He's very much like me. He's he's deep rooted yeah. in Disney and has a lot of personal connections to it. And he just he just wants to help provide uh, magic to future generations. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly incredibly sweet. Um, yeah, and your dad has uh, the look for that too. Oh yeah, he's, like, he's 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 very much a teddy bear. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a great guy. I love my dad. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely not a bad gig to have either. You know. No, no. Um. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm just trying to thinking about New England now because it's like, I feel like it's now that I think about it, it's like definitely super weird to people who aren't from New England. Oh, if you're not from New England, you honestly come visit. That's the only thing I can tell you. It's beautiful here. It um, is. It truly is beautiful. It's, you know, uh, just stay away from, like, the big cities. You know, go visit them. But most of them are complete garbage. You, there's not yeah. a whole lot going on for you there. What you want to do is you want to go into, like, northern Maine, western Mass, the heavily wooded areas. All of those are so beautiful. Um and especially most people who live in new england especially older people come wintertime they have a vacation home in florida or something where you know so they can go and escape the snow honestly i'm surprised more people don't come up here for the winter for that you know the snow caked on all the snow on all the tree branches um you know the frozen lakes everything like that it's just Mm. It's such a beautiful aesthetic, and nowhere else in the world has it quite like that. And I don't know. I've always been very grateful to have grown up where we have, even though it's 
kind of a shithole. <laughs> well, you know, we, we have the ability, you drive east, you get to the beaches, you drive north, you get to the mountains. Uh, you yeah. You drive west, you get to the farms. So you know Yeah, I mean? we're very surrounded by kind of every circle of life, almost. Yeah, it's another thing that... Uh, people from New England will never stop talking about this earth. awful weather. We mm. had one day this year, the day before Halloween, where it just caked snow. And now this week, we I think we hit <laughs> 80 today. Um, yeah, we might have. It, it was very warm. It was We've had like, a very warm week. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we're it's, halfway through November right now. Like, <laughs> you know, it's a little crazy. Yeah, typically for reference, this time of year is like 45 to 55 degrees yeah um and it only gets colder from here you know by the time we get to january it's down to like 10 degrees a day february we're into the negatives easily every single morning um, oh yeah I'll, I'll, ne- I'll never forget it um pax east 2016 me and tyler d um we were spending the first day together i had gone to a hotel with my dad um, but we were spending the first day together. My dad dropped us off at, at the bridge that connects um, the hotels kind of area to the convention center side of the seaport. And we had walked across the bridge. I think it was negative two out and I had only a sweatshirt on and I cannot tell you how cold I was. Um, Tyler uh, D will, you can easily vouch for that. We were just freaking, it was terrible. It was truly one of the coolest experiences I, of my life like i think it, i can imagine it not to cut you off no no, no. Um, i think i can imagine it and i don't know if i've ever told you this actually um but i've had frostbite you have yeah just from like walking around town that does sound like you <laughs> yeah i do i do walk around town a lot that's kind of my shtick um but yeah no it like the snow gets in your shoes and then melts because body heat yeah. and then freezes because you're walking around in snow and it's cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, your socks, which are made of cotton and, you know, things that absorb moisture, um, yeah, all get soaked. And then that's just freezing onto your feet. And, yeah, I got frostbite on my feet one night because I was just walking around. <laughs> it was not a great time. Well, I'm glad you didn't lose a toe or anything. Yeah, it was really freaky. And the scariest part, honestly, was like two days later, um, my friend Brian was over. Um, mm-hmm. And it, I just like pulled off my socks, kicked my feet up, you know, sat back, relaxed. Uh, Brian, my the toe guitarist. fell off. <laughs> Brian's the guitarist of my band, um, and he picked up my acoustic guitar and just started strumming away. And he looks at me and he's like, "Bro, are your feet dirty or like are you dying?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" I looked at my feet and they were like entirely black again. Um, Jesus. Yeah, and I didn't even go outside that day so i just immediately ran downstairs into the shower got some hot water going just massaged them as much as i could um imagine if you lost both of your feet you know it'd be so shitty but i gotta (laughs) tell you the memes i would have made out of your feet being lost would be (laughs) unbelievable let me tell you i mean yeah honestly i would expect like to have 
a nickname <laughs> at that point or something. I wouldn't even let you get prosthetic feet. I'd just let you get pegs. Oh, dude, I've <laughs> always said if I lose a leg, I'm absolutely getting a wooden peg. Hell yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> if, if, if you don't, I think that... Uh, then you shouldn't, you know what I mean? Because only true nah, pirates honest. get the peg leg. Which, speaking of pirates, not to completely move the conversation around, but uh, justice for Johnny Depp, because uh, Amber Heard is a Johnny bitch, Depp. and Johnny Depp and, is innocent. Yes. Yeah, fuck her. Not, not to get political or anything, but this is the reason why, why men victims of assault don't speak out. Because it's yeah. like these role models who try to come out and then lose lead roles get in fired. movies. They yeah. get fired. That's what which, happens. Which luckily there's been a social media uproar. And I, I do think that Johnny Depp will come out on top. But it is, it's, it's sad to see because, you know, th this man, quite frankly, at least for me, made my childhood. He was in so many movies. And it's I like, mean, just just Pirates of the Caribbean alone. Oh like, yeah, those, absolutely. Those movies, everyone's seen. Everyone knows that theme song by heart. I don't oh, care yeah. who you are. I don't care how many times you've seen the movie. That song is ingrained in your mind. And the only reason those movies are that good is because Johnny Depp is such a good drunk person. Oh yeah, uh, <clears throat> his his performance and like you know towards the end of the franchise, you know the movies did start to decline a little Definitely. bit. Definitely. But mm -hmm. he he never stopped putting on like the best performance. I don't remember which one it was. I think it might have been the third or second one, the one where he's with the tribe of um of of Indians and he um and he like paints over his eyes and stuff. That yeah. One, that one. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That I don't was know which that one was it is, that but. was probably like that was like probably the funniest one when he's like running on the beach he's like get, it's like get the ship going and it's like yeah. the army of them running after him yeah it's, well, he's he's just he, he's a great character he really knows how to play a character good like i am um, he does i uh I, I can't remember it's probably like three or four years ago at this point there's a movie it was a wicked bad movie but he was in it and he was playing the protagonist basically he was a scientist right who uploaded his brain to a computer and then like became like this like ultimate being of like digital and like bio like uh bio like bio like like being he was like this god basically um it was a terrible yeah. movie but his performance like almost rescued it it was it, it was just a case of bad writing but like mm -hmm. you could tell he was giving his all even, even though it was a pretty poorly written movie i wish i knew the name yeah. about off the top of my head i don't yeah but. i have no idea what you're talking about but i mean <laughs> well, i'm looking up your way to see if i can find it yeah um no, good actors that can carry a bad plot are definitely yeah. hard to come by and he consistently has made pretty bad movie plots good i mean uh honestly, the, the movie not to cut you <laughs> off the movie was named uh, uh transcendence Oh, and, I've, uh, I've heard of it. Yeah, it, it wasn't great. Like, don't go watch it. But it um, um, it was definitely he definitely tried to rescue it. Yeah, I definitely think a lot of movies in his career have been you know poorly written. Yeah. Um, which is a shame. I, it's it's an absolute waste of an actor. You know? Oh, definitely. But also, like, all right. For example, Edward Scissorhands. Yes. Right very like kind of niche concept it it didn't need to go anywhere um and i will say you know tim burton directed it mm -hmm. so obviously tim burton's very gifted um 
and Winona Ryder's in it as well. I have it up in front of me. I didn't know that off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's not a good idea for a movie, but still, like, you get a couple of talented actors in there. Somehow that movie did amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's definitely, definitely a lot of cases of that kind of, like, um... I'm trying to think about off the top of my head. You know, my brain immediately went to Keanu Reeves in The Matrix, but I, you know, I still think The Matrix probably would have been good without him. But Keanu you know, definitely yeah. sold The Matrix. I I think the reason The Matrix was as big of a hit as it was is because of the combination of it being The Matrix and yeah. Keanu Reeves being in it. Oh yeah, I and I, yeah, I was just saying the uh, the last couple. Uh, like like the last year or two of this like this huge Keanu Reeves up uproar makes uh makes me so happy because I um I've been following Keanu Reeves for the longest time you know like the original Bill and Ted movies and everything which I, I still have uh-huh. yet to watch the third one I've only heard high praise of it which makes me really happy I just haven't gotten around to watch it yet but yeah he's uh I- he he is a talented actor and a very humble man and I I respect the hell out of that I tell you what I do know um. You know, I love every movie I've seen with him in it, and I'm expecting to love Cyberpunk when that comes out. Oh my god. I Can I um, tell you how much I can't... Not only can I not wait for Cyberpunk, but I cannot wait to see Keanu's role in Cyberpunk. Oh, I'm You'd always so gonna be a total excited. badass. Like, you know Dude, it. he can't be on screen without being a badass at this point, I feel like. E- even and- that, just like... Like thirty seconds worth of like of like get up samurai we got a city to burn like yeah like I was like oh oh uh, Keanu that trailer gives me the goosebumps it really does you know it's um, it's it's truly a shame that the game keeps getting delayed but I see a lot of people being upset about it but also these are the same people who are like who get upset when a game comes out unfinished but I have a lot of faith that this game's you know gonna what, come out though? polished like this- sick. They know that this game has the potential to break the world, and I would rather wait, like, another year for it if they need to do that than get a game that's just not that great. I don't know if... You know what I mean? No, yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you've watched any of the, um... Had they released that thing an hour of the campaign for you to watch, and I only watched maybe I skipped around I in it. Watched I watched any a, of it. I watched a couple minutes of it um, here and there. Like I skipped around because I didn't want any spoilers or, or any intense spoilers, anyways. Mm-hmm. And can I tell you how much I love that? There, I don't want to say the Fallout approach because Fallout was not the first game to do this, but the sort of like um, uh, every single, not every single, but most of your dialogue and the choices you make actually change a little bit of the outcome of the game like mm-hmm. i adore that i can't even tell you oh yeah that's it's definitely like something that doesn't get put into games a lot now um, yeah not not, that, not not as much as it should i mean like most recently undertale yeah. Is the only game that's really like that. Um, um the, uh, Detroit Become Human was Detroit, another. oh yeah, I, I forgot about that. All those Telltale games are kind of along those lines. Yeah, I, um, um I was actually just Chrono talking Chrono Trigger is my personal favorite game based on your choices. Just gonna throw that out there. Chrono Trigger, great game to play. I actually haven't played it, I might give it a try. Yeah, I played, like, 
the I think I went and tried to beat the game at like the earliest chance possible, which is like only it's really early in the game. Like you can do it after maybe two hours. Yeah. Um and yeah, I was I was playing on an emulator and unfortunately I lost all my data because oh, dang. yeah, you know. Apps I, um, getting revoked and whatever. But. I was talking to you about this earlier, um, but just let's talk about it on here real quick. I am, um, me and the other Tyler, Tyler D, we just finished a game um, yesterday, I believe, um, called uh, A Way Out, which is a mm-hmm. co-op story game, um, uh, similar to the Telltale style of games, not made by Telltale, but it was very similar. Um, you it's it's you have these two characters this mandatory co-op um you you get um you it's it's just a similar concept is all i'm trying to say it's the it's uh you you always have the leo or the um i forget i forget the other guy's name i just played it i don't remember but it's 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 you get one of the two choices for basically every decision you make and you both have to agree on what decision you do um and that that affects like what happens in the story a decent amount and uh I don't know, I just really appreciate that concept. I feel like it immerses me just that little bit more. And what I really want to see is more VR games taking that approach. Because um, um, uh, I, for one, I have a Quest 2. And I heavily used the Quest Link uh, to hook it up to my computer. Because it, it was a crazy deal. I, and it's an amazing headset. I truly do like it. Um, except for Facebook having a grip on all of my data. Um, well, it, I mean, um, that, that was established long ago i don't think that need the quest you know well you know oculus <laughs> was acquired by facebook i believe in 2017 2018 and ever since then i don't want to say the company's gone downhill but it definitely took a little bit to get back up to speed and i think yeah. the oculus quest 2 is the exact step they need in the right direction i think it's state of the art the fact that i can not only like a normal VR headset, hook it up to my computer and play my computer games, but I can get uh, games right on the store. And then like what I'm going to do for our vacation, as a matter of fact, um, for the off time that we have in our hotel room, I'm literally going to bring my quest and be able to just play standalone VR games on my yeah. quest, which I think is, it's brilliant. Um, yeah. this of course is a new concept. They have the quest, um, the quest one. And then before that they had the, um, the samsung oculus thing which i mean was very bare bones but um yeah samsung hasn't like samsung hasn't stuck with the vr oh no it was it was samsung and oculus and they kind of i think that was kind of like baby steps towards the quest you know what i mean yeah no i definitely agree with that they had the oculus go which was kind of like the gray area between the samsung headsets and then the which don't get confused with the samsung odyssey headset i know that they did make a um uh, hmd and there was a whole thing you know i did all right um but i'm talking about the ones that you put your phone in and we got to the oculus go which was like you know baby steps and then we finally got to the quest one which was amazing and then the quest two which just blows everything before it out of the water Mm -hmm. you know definitely and i'm not nearly as into the vr stuff as you are obviously um but i could definitely notice a difference when um we had all the all the quests at john's that one night yeah we had three (laughs) oculus quest twos at once yeah at yeah, buddy that was my first time using the Quest 2, and um, 
it was it was definitely a lot like more comfortable to use than the last headset you had. I don't know. Yeah, what that the, was. Uh, the the last headset I had before this one was actually a Windows Mixed Reality headset. I am I had gone the budget route because not that I didn't believe in VR. I, I wasn't a huge believer in modern VR, so I went with a um, a Dell Visor Windows Mixed Reality headset, which was an absolute piece of trash. So let me <laughs> tell you, the jump from that to the Quest Two is remarkable. It's it's like a whole new thing. Yeah, I I mean as a very you know inexperienced vr user i could yeah. notice a, an obvious difference in like actual build quality like just picking it up it didn't feel like a piece of plastic yeah like, yeah it, it genuinely felt like i was putting on a device that was like helping me see into another world or something it was you know it yeah. just the whole experience was a lot better i'll say that i am um, i am borderline like a vr aficionado i've tried a lot of the modern headsets the index being obviously the superior headset at the moment kind of unrealistic price wise but valve's doing amazing things over there with their headset um but i gotta tell you the best vr experience i've had is at the void club which we might actually be able to do it's down in disney springs they also have a location in new york and i believe california um mm -hmm. but oh my gosh they're, they're, they use oculus hardware right you strap a yeah. computer to your back and then you strap the headset on you and they have a full live set. Oh yeah, um, and I you just like run around. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Yeah, I've seen that. Um but it's 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 like next level. It's a licensed game, so you the one I did was a Star Wars one, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm not gonna get too much into details, I don't wanna spoil yeah, it for please, if we do get don't. to do it. But um you your stormtroopers basically trying to steal something or from Darth Vader's castle. Um mm -hmm. and uh there's it's this crazy like um there's no controllers it's all with your hands so they have perfect hand tracking using cameras on the ceiling um and uh so like there's like different parts where like you have to stand on a platform and it like actually moves you up like i don't know how much of that's actually like i didn't get to see any of it i saw it all through the simulation i didn't right. i don't know how they actually do that but there's like levers you had to pull which were actually in the real world i know at one point i was that's with my crazy. dad because we, we were in a group of um two and three and it was just me and my dad for um our group and there was a part where we were in a shuttle going to a different part of the game and there was an R2 unit in it, and I could touch the R2 unit in real life, and that that blew my freaking mind, dude. I tell you what, it wow. was it was a great experience, and hopefully, hopefully we, we can do that. Yeah. yeah, I um I don't remember exactly how much it is. I think it's like a hundred something bucks per person, but I gotta tell you what, it is uh, it's, worth. Uh, it. That sounds worth it to me. It honestly. is. I am I am hundred percent Void Club. If you if I, I gotta tell you, you guys are <laughs> Void Club the sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's called the Void Club, or it might just be the Void. Um, well, I hope it's the Void Club because I just asked them to sponsor us. Well, the Void Club <laughs> is also the name of a VR chat um, strip club. So if oh, I, <laughs> I'm okay with that, you guys can also sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, but. either one of you, just you know, find us. <laughs> um but yeah um they're they're definitely very they're, they're they're head of the game and as a matter of fact they might have actually updated their hardware by this point so it might even be more intense by by the time we get there i like the sound of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i am um, I, I i love virtual reality we're just it's you know i 
I think I've said this to you before, but it really feels like we're kind of in a dystopian future. Because you look at stuff like Jacob and I, um, Jacob being one of our friends, we, we have, you know, our one wheels, which is like kind of an equivalent to a hoverboard, as close as we have at the moment anyways. Then we have, yeah, like, I mean, we have our virtual reality and then our crazy smartphones and stuff and our well, computers. Yeah, and it's, so just, it's intense. That's, that's something I've always... Um, kind of i gotten pissy about i guess is people are like oh in the future we'll have like paper that just shows pictures and i'm just like well what do you think an ipad is yeah exactly like it's i mean essentially a piece of paper with glowing lights that you can (laughs) touch and you know it's it really is like a lot more advanced than then we're, we're letting it out to be, you know? Yeah, and it's, I mean, partially because we're growing up with it. Um, yeah. But, like, We're kind of complacent. Yeah, but even, like, you know, our grandparents who didn't necessarily grow up with it, they are just kind of like, this is just reality. Yeah, no, which is crazy to think about because you it, th- think of it like this: like imagine you time traveled back to like the 1500s. You show someone an iPhone, they're gonna call you a witch and probably stab you to death. You know what I'm talking about? So it's like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> they um, would definitely be a little bit freaked out by you. It's uh, we we are living in the future, which is not a false statement. We're in the future. We're always in the future. We're always in the present. Yeah. Always uh, past the past. You know, um, it's it's just kind of cool to think about because like we were the first generation. I mean, I, I I can only speak for you and me, but um, uh, you know, having like the smart boards and stuff. Yeah. Um, and like projectors, like we were the generation who went from the um, remember the ones with the like the slides um, that you put yeah, yeah, on yeah, top yeah. of the light and it lit up into a mirror and then projected out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I honestly, I think I I might have one of those in my basement. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but we we went from that to actual projectors, and then at our high school, at least we we could um our teachers could reserve us macbooks and ipads to work on stuff in class it's like you know it's it's just, it's crazy like i don't yeah. know even even 15 years before we were in high school you, you told kids that they'd like get like to use macbooks and shit in class they their minds would be blown you know yeah and i think it's almost like i mean i've seen in tv shows plenty of times where there's like a character from the past or whatever and they come into the future and they're just like all right yeah let me look that up on the computer and the guy from the past is just like there's no way you could fit a computer in here and then they like pull out their phone or like a laptop or something and it's just you know it's just crazy how fast we've been advancing not not to consistently bring this back to Disney or anything, but one of my favorite favorite rides in Epcot Spaceship Earth, which uh, travels through time and like the reverse sort of way you start in like the creation of the universe and go mm-hmm. up and up and up through innovation. There's a there's a scene where they show the first computer, um, or the yeah. first computers, which were the size of modern day servers which were these massive, massive tankers of computers. And even then, we're not talking about digital displays. You'd put in a calculation, it would, and then it would shit out a piece of paper with what you asked of it, like, ten minutes later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, 
you know, we, we've, we've come a far way, uh, um, you know, of course, thanks to people like, you know, Steve Jobs and uh, Bill Gates, you know, uh, you know, who pushed us into the digital age, um, a little forcefully. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, what boggles my mind to think about and, um, you know, our, our seventh grade science teacher told me this and it's really stuck with me. Mm -hmm. Um, there's more technology in our phones than we put people on the moon with yeah you know like the computers they were using then you still had to feed paper with little dots in it yeah so that they knew what to do and now like we walk around with a camera in our pocket a calculator in our pocket a compass like anything we need at any given point is just right there for us which i i think would also raise the question is if we need to adjust our education system to that because the 100 because the point of it is is that i can look on my phone at any given time of the day you ask me a question i have it to you within a minute yeah you know what i mean i i definitely think that the school system is outdated because when you think about when school was like actually imposed as like a uh, like a thing that everyone needs to do you know yeah seeking out education will always have been a thing throughout history but that's different from school um you know it's i lost my train of thought fuck um no i know what you mean though it's like um it 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 was designed to make you know workers for factories basically and that's why and that's why schools still have like a bell system yeah it was to train you to react to bells when you're in factories you know what I mean? yeah it was designed so that you know you sit in your spot until you're told to move and do something different and then you do something different until you're told to move to something that something else you know it definitely you know the the subjects themselves while it is somewhat rooted in like the the basic necessities of knowledge i guess yeah yeah um just the the use for having that information like stored in your head mm-hmm. is just not as necessary anymore you know yeah i can i don't need to know all these formulas for surface area and like volume and all that because hey siri what's the density of this thing and i can find it out yeah you know um i uh i'm a pretty avid listener of the misfits podcast um misfits being the youtube group not the not the band um but they um two of the members of the group Fitz and Toby um who I believe they grew up in New Zealand they talk about in depth um their I believe their elementary to like junior high was spent in the school that focused more on um like developing you as like a good sociable human yeah. over over traditional education and I, I think, um, not not to you well, know, ride their dick or anything, but the, I, I think they're two of the more intelligent people that I listen to on a daily basis, like, especially emotionally. No, and I've recently started listening to the Misfits podcast um, while I'm working, 
and it's definitely you can you can hear the difference when those two are carrying a conversation versus when i mean not to be an ass but like mason he gets made Uh fun of for being a dumbass in the group and you know when everyone's going at him it's like you know childish laughter and it's a very different style of conversation and you know not that we're smart or anything we're both you know i mean i know for me i'm quite literally in my school's special education department so clearly i'm not the brightest bulb but i don't i mean according to the school system yeah according to the school which which means i'm i'm sure you know in later podcasts i'll go on a rant when i'm more comfortable talking to this microphone in front of my face um but yeah, I, I definitely, especially in foreign countries, like I think Amsterdam's another big one that's yeah. making a lot of huge changes to their school system. And, you know, Amsterdam's got a lot of things going on that I'm all for, but <laughs> I definitely more so than others, the changing the school system, I think is how the world moves forward. Because right now, all we're doing is raising depressed adults. You know, they're not depressed yeah. kids that stay depressed kids. They grow up into adults, and then they have kids, and they bring their depression on to their kids, and it's just not a good mix for anyone. It's years and years of flawed thinking, and uh, needs needs some touching up, for sure. I definitely have to agree with you on that one. Yeah. I, um, I think... It's kind of crazy, and just to wrap things up here, we are about to add our uh, yeah. um, uh, hour mark here, but um, it's kind of crazy to think about that we, I'd like to think anyways, are the most um, mental health forward generation thus far, yet we're the most mentally unstable generation <laughs> so far, you know what I mean? And yeah, we're... Um, all all uh, the steps we take to raise awareness are great, but the things that are causing us to get to this point are not being rectified. Well, I definitely think there's, you know, a a fair share of people who are a little bit too outspoken about it. Yeah. You know, like, um, there, there are people who have never really experienced actual, like, mental health problems, like real depression, um, Mm -hmm. and they'll sit there and preach about how we need to, um like help people with depression and stuff like that and you know i'm i'm all for helping people who are going through a rough time um but i do think there's a fair share of we just need to teach ourselves to not be that way you know i don't not let ourselves slip into that very deep hole well yeah and i think so much of it is just people are depressed because they can be and it's okay to be at this point yeah because everyone's depressed you know no one's no one's happy with their life that's that's why life is the way it is you have to find things that make you happy to keep you going you know you need to always have things that you're reaching for and striving for um and if you can just 
you know, lay around and play the victim and be upset about everything all the time. And everyone's like, oh, you poor thing. You know, we, we need to be here for them in this time. And everyone pampers to you that whole time. You're not going to pull yourself better. out of that depression. You're Absolutely just going to say, hey, this is an awesome gig I got going on here. People will let me lay in bed all day. They'll bring me my meals. They'll tell me that they love me. And I'm okay with that. And, you know, that's not a healthy way to live life. I absolutely agree. Whew, that was a little deep. That, that went deeper yeah, than that, I thought we were going to go that, for. Our, uh... That was a way to end the podcast. <laughs> you got any uh, any uh, finishing thoughts? I do. Um, what do you get when you cross a river and a lake? What's that? Wet feet. All right. Well, <laughs> that is the end of the of the first ever episode of Drawings from the Man Cave. Um, uh, I hope you enjoyed. I have been Trayton Walcott. This has been my host, uh, T- uh, Tyler Byron. Why can't I say my name? Go ahead. Now you already said it. That was Tyler Byron. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you all for listening very much. We will see you next week. Uh, Bye. Have a good one, folks. See ya.